0: At the top of this hour, look ahead to uh, one of the votes we know is taking place this fall. One of the questions Albertans are going to be asked in conjunction with the municipal election. We'll be talking about daylight saving time, obviously, uh, electing senators in waiting, or at least one potential candidate to fill Alberta's remaining vacancy. And we'll be asked a question about equalization. Specifically, do Albertans think that uh, Section Six Two of the Constitution should be changed to well, essentially remove that clause, remove the um, the reference to equalization. It was interesting to see a poll this week, by the way, only 43% of Albertans uh, responding in the affirmative on that question, which is interesting. Yeah, and I think that there's enough animosity toward equalization. I think equalization kind of being a symbol for Alberta's relationship with the Confederation, with the federal government. You'd expect that number to be a lot higher. I think Alberta... Um, you know, certainly has some some legitimate concerns with, with certain programs, but um, you would expect that number to be a lot higher. So wh- what is this about? Is this about specifically changing equalization? Is this about for fighting for a better deal within Confederation or maybe to some, is this becoming a referendum on Jason Kenney and his government? Do people see a no vote in this referendum as a way of sending a message to the province? So uh, joining us to talk a bit about what's at stake here, what this might all represent, depending on how it goes. uh, Very pleased to welcome uh, to the program here this morning, Bill Buick. He's executive director of Fairness Alberta. Bill, great to have you with us here this morning. Welcome to the program.
1: Yeah, thanks, uh, Rob. Happy to be here.
0: Uh, let me get your thoughts on on that. That uh, it's it's one poll we've seen a bit of a snapshot at this point into where Albertans are at forty three percent. So not not a majority on this question. What, what did you make of that?
1: Well, I, I think just uh, uh, and I think a lot of pundits are also trying to take this extremely literally. And if you just say, "Do you think we should pull support for the principle of equalization out of the ref- out of the Constitution?" That sounds a, a, a little maybe not what people had in mind uh, on this topic or it's uh, just kind of not intuitively what you would do. Uh, but I think once people realize uh, the bigger picture and, and why the fresh question is framed that way and, and what the true uh, purpose of all of this is, which is to get a, a fairer deal for Albertans uh, and also to get some serious reforms to equalization achieved because it really needs them, then I think those support numbers will go up.
0: OK, but I mean, you know, and again, just so people are clear, that is the ballot the question, right? So it's not as though this polling company has, has um, you know, twisted it because that, that is what we're going to be asked.
1: Yeah, but uh, I think by the time we get to that point, people will have looked at it and and seen what the bigger picture uh, around this all is. And, and so it won't just be a, a, a qu- random question uh, that they had never really thought about.
0: Right. Well, when we sort of say, here's the question, but it, it, it can be interpreted differently. I, I think we're seeing different interpretations, don't you? I mean, I, I, look, I, I think there's some valid points about we're, we're going to use this as a jumping off point to addressing some other issues. I think to some it is specifically around equalization. I, I think there is still some misunderstanding around how equalization works. I think to some people, though, you know, this is a way of... Uh, you know, voicing their displeasure with the current Alberta government or sending a message to Jason Kenney. I mean, isn't there the risk that once we open that door, this can become about a lot of different things?
1: Yeah, that's uh, why uh, sometimes a lot of politicians are, are wary of, of pursuing referenda. Uh, but I think in this case, I'm, I'm, I'm planning to uh, I, I think it's a great opportunity for people to get better informed about equalization and the fiscal transfers. Uh, you know, how much Albertans contribute and, and then how much, who, you know, who receives uh, some of these funds in, in disproportionate amounts. And and I, I hope the whole country. Uh, it already, you know, I've had a few columns published uh, nationwide on the topic. And so I, I feel like there's already attention building on the topic. And, and I really believe that people in B.C. and Ontario uh, are going to wake up and realize that they're getting... Uh, as unfairly treated as Albertans, uh, or possibly worse, um, in the case of equalization, and that will be a kind of uh, an opportunity to get a, uh, a majority coalition of people supporting reform.
0: From your perspective in approaching this, and and you know, and again, people can read your thoughts here in the National Post, also piece up at thehub.ca, but you know you you're you're on the same side as the government here. to To what extent then are you able to distinguish your message from the government, ma- maintain some independence here, and not necessarily be seen as as carrying water for the government, because obviously they're hoping for a certain outcome, and you're in a position where you're also hoping for a certain outcome.
1: Yeah, I've been advocating for this, uh, uh, for equalization reform for a very long time, and uh, and this uh, strategy in, in particular since 2017. Um, and, and the reason I think it's an effective strategy is because uh, Albertans just have trouble getting a fair hearing in Canada. Um, there are, are various people who just uh, either don't want to don't want to hear from us uh, or think that Alberta's success somehow comes at their expense and just don't realize that the uh, prosperous Alberta helps all of Canada. And so you know the the there was a unanimous agreement recently on fiscal stabilization to give Alberta a retroactive payment all the premiers signed this and and said that yes 2015 Alberta lost 8 billion dollars and it's you know pretty unfair that they only got 250 million uh, 3% payment in the stabilization fund give them a retroactive payment and it was completely ignored so when we leave things at the, at the strictly political level, then that's when partisanship and, and, and uh, other agendas get into it. But I re- strongly feel like the best way to, to get renewed attention on this and to actually get some action is a strong vote from Albertans uh, saying, no, we're, we really want this looked at. We think this is unfair and, and we're not going to just sit by and keep paying without asking where the money's going in the future
0: regarding equalization and and I've been accused of being a little bit pedantic on this point but I I keep hearing it after all these years that you know there there are Albertans who believe that equalization means we make specific transfer payments like that there's a a chunk of money that comes out of the Alberta budget earmarked to go to Quebec or or New Brunswick Mm -hmm. Um, would you concede that there still is that that perception that exists
1: uh, yeah, of course, and uh, that's one more thing I hope gets uh, better understood by the time this referendum campaign is over. Uh, but I also think it's it's worth, like, I think on the flip side, uh, some of the, the more fanatic approaches, then try to pretend that, that wealth doesn't come from Alberta. Uh, you know, Albertans pay their taxes. Albertans pay a higher share of taxes because of higher incomes. But that means that every time the federal government expands a program to help the whole country... Albertans are paying that premium because of our higher incomes. And so every time the the federal government grows, Albertans have a bigger net transfer because we never get more than a per capita share back. So I I think it's worth also thinking about how, you know, sure, we just pay our federal taxes, but when the government's uh, spending decisions are biased against Alberta and B.C. and Saskatchewan in a lot of cases, especially B.C., but when their spending decisions all tend to sort of drift east, then we need to think about how big we want this federal government to be. Because every time it grows, uh, we end up paying more and and not getting, at best, getting an even share back. So yeah. we need to think about where those dollars come from. And I think the rest of the country should think a little bit more about where those dollars are coming from.
0: Right. And uh, yeah, I think there is a bigger picture here, both in terms of certain transfer programs, but also just in terms of overall uh, decisions on taxation, overall decisions on, on, on spending. So it, it's, it's a big picture here. And part of my concern with the myopic focus on equalization is that we've been through this before, that making changes to equalization doesn't change what comes out of Alberta, it doesn't change what comes to Alberta.
1: Well, it does, because the, the most obvious thing that needs to happen with equalization is it needs to be drastically reduced. Uh, it's been growing with GDP because of a rule that, that the Conservatives put in in 2009, and that was meant to cap it because Ontario had jumped into the equalization pool, so it looked like the payments were going to skyrocket. So that seemed like a good idea in 2009. It's not a good idea now, and that needs to be changed. Uh, and it, it, So it is multiple parties that have contributed to this, and a lot of parties that kind of wanted to kick it down the road. And so part of the reason to force this discussion now is to make it not uh, politically expedient to just kick it down the road the next time and to demand a hard look at this because twenty one billion dollars in a program that that doesn't need nearly that you arguably needs hardly anything given how close together all the provinces right now, you're spending at least ten billion dollars more than you need to to give windfall checks that really aren't deserved to certain provincial governments to deliver services. And people in Alberta and BC and Ontario are having provincial services that are not being funded. You know, there's people, everybody in those provinces wants a little bit more spent on on either education or or health or whatever it is. And those pressures are mounting. Meanwhile, certain provinces are getting a, a really big check that really isn't justified. And so if we can cut $10 billion out of the program, that suddenly uh, helps everybody, helps Albertans, even if it's just reducing debt in the future. So I, I, I don't buy that there's no help for Alberta. Will we get an equalization payment based on lower fiscal capacity? No. Will we get a rebate based on the program being too large yes could we get a specific rebate to provinces who've been contributing uh, forever and not getting anything but have a have a you know a revenue revenue shortfall one year yes yeah. so there's ways that that 10 billion or 12 billion or 20 billion uh, can get re uh, reassigned in ways that will almost surely help Alberta.
0: In terms of of what's achievable, you you alluded to this earlier because there was support right across the country for making changes to the fiscal stabilization program. There was sympathy for Alberta's position. I I think there's there's sympathy on a lot of issues when it comes to economic growth, when it comes to tax reform. In terms of what's achievable, I could make, I think, a long list of, of changes that could be made that would benefit Alberta, benefit Canada, that would be more easily achieved. Than wrangling over equalization, I, I worry too that this could be a bit of an albatross on, on the federal conservatives heading into a federal election. Uh, is is that part of the the challenge here for Alberta? Is that we've we've landed on something that is a lot harder to sell in Ottawa and the rest of the country? Uh, I
1: uh, yes and no. Actually, the reason I like equalization is because. Uh, Ontarians and British Columbians are paying about twenty four hundred dollars per family of four to fund equalization and getting zero back to their province. Uh, and in the case of Ontario, uh, if you make a few tweaks using uh, Trevor Toombs' Equalization simulator, if you make a couple tweaks that make a lot of sense, Quebec's drops from thirteen billion to one billion, and Ontario suddenly gets four or five billion because uh, because of the higher cost of living in Ontario. So I, I, feel like, um, I feel like it's just you know, a little bit of concerted effort, which we're trying to accomplish at Fairness Alberta, to get Ontarians and British Columbians to realize that this bloated program going only to five provinces is costing you about $2,400 per family of four. Uh, I don't know if it will be that hard to get uh, enough support to, to see some changes in the not-too-distant future.
0: So in terms of the stakes of this vote, and and you believe then that a a strong result, I mean, if Albertans voted 70, 80 percent in favor of this, that would send a strong message. If we're at, you know, 51 percent or even if this loses, how big a a blow, how big a setback is that? It
1: depends. I mean, ultimately, it it depends how the rest of the country takes it. So, like I said, if these conversations are even happening, if people are starting to read about the topic uh, just because it's bubbling up here in Alberta, then the majority coalition of support that I think is attainable in in Quebec and Ontario, uh, or sorry, in Ontario, BC, and all Saskatchewan's already on board. Uh, Newfoundland is actually in in the the dumps right now, but because of the way the program uh, the formula is written, they're not getting a penny while all their neighbors are getting payments. Uh,
0: well, they get like- a big bail, just not through equalization.
1: Right. Uh, but I yeah. feel like there's there's a there's a there's you know five of the provinces with 70% of the population are kind of getting unf- I think obviously getting unfairly treated by this. So uh, it's really the national debate that matters more than the, the than the number coming out of Alberta. But but obviously uh, you know a, a vote for a uh, no vote would look like uh, support for the status quo and, and would set set our cause back uh, certainly in Alberta. But it wouldn't necessarily change how B.C. and Ontario feel about how they're getting treated by the program.
0: All right. Well, as mentioned, uh, you've got a couple of pieces up in recent days, nationalpost.com, thehub.ca, and uh, much more at fairnessalberta.ca. Bill, thanks for the conversation here this morning. I presume we'll have a chance to do it a few more times uh, between now and October. But thanks for joining us here today.
1: Thank you. My pleasure. And I look forward to it.
0: All the best. Uh, That's uh, Dr. Bill Buick. He's uh, executive director of uh, Fairness Alberta, fairnessalberta.ca.